Welcome to Social Corner. I'm George Jakovic, alongside the champs like every day, Showtime Sean Porter, Paulie Malinaji, and Chris Algieri. This is Social Corner. The fans speak out. This show is all about your comments and your questions. Sean Porter, you know, some people got on us at ProBox last week. They said we were pitting you and Tim against each other. Now, bear in mind, we didn't ask the question. The fans asked the question, who would win a fight between you guys? And I did tell you last week that Tim did say some nice things about you. So in fairness, this is what Tim Bradley had to say. Some nice things about Sean Porter. Can we run that? Nah, nah, Sean Porter, I got mad respect for him. He was a, he was a beast, man. Um, but I think that fight would have been uh, explosive um, because our heads would have probably collided, no doubt about it. Both of us fight head first, <laughs> head first instead of punching. <laughs> you said it. But uh, I can just tell you this. Uh, it would have been a hell of a fight. You know me. I, I got me winning the fight, bro. No doubt about it. I would beat the shit out of Sean Porter. So there you go, Sean. He said some nice things, but he still said he would beat the snot out of you. So I just wanted to be fair here. You know, we're, we we didn't submit the question. The fans did. So there you go. I don't want to hear it. And Tim, and Tim should be ashamed of himself. He did. He just discredited everything he's done as a boxer by saying all he does is fight with his head first. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm better than him in the ring and out of the ring. You make sure he know Tim. I'm better than you in the ring and out of the ring. And come see me tonight. Hey, I just want to know that the pro box he was tonight. Want to say that we're pitting <laughs> against each other? You guys pitted them against each other. You guys asked the question, not exactly. us. We just we just delivered the message. Don't shoot the messenger. Exactly. That that's all it was. So it was fair. We had Tim say some nice things. Hey, make sure after this show. We got live boxing tonight on Pro Box. It's the Wednesday Night Fight Series. We got a great card. You got Paulie and Chris calling it. We'll talk about that a little later in the show. But now it's time to get to some questions. Now, the first one is an out-of-boxing question. It's from B. Reigns. It says, I got Porter, but if pro if the Pro Box guys were to race on foot, who wins? Ooh. <laughs> so let's Ooh. break. Let, let's have it be two races. You got a sprint say like a 50 and, and, and a mile run. Who's going to win this race between the four of you, Sean? I'm not running the mile. I, I win okay, the well, 50. We'll keep, <laughs> we'll keep it to a sprint. Who's the fastest of you four? Showtime Sean Porter is. Mm. I, 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 I got to be honest. I don't know now. You know, I, if you would have asked me this question like 10, 15 years ago, I think for sure I'd say me, you know, but but I, I, really, like, I noticed like, like, I play soccer sometimes on Sunday mornings, right? <laughs> and when I was younger, I was the fastest one on the field. I wasn't always the I – wouldn't, I wouldn't, don't get me wrong, I wasn't the best one, but I was the fastest one on the field. Uh, but now I notice, like, dudes – I'll be running after a loose ball. Dudes catch up to me and go by me, you know? So I don't some, – somewhere along the line, my ability to pick up speed on sprinting also, I lost it. So, I mean, now I don't I – I don't think I'd pick me. I'm, I'm sure – one of these. Right, I was gonna say you're not making a good case for yourself, Chris. No, <laughs> but I will say I, 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 at uh, my youngest, I think I'm the fastest one. At a one mile and up, I beat everybody every time. I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. I think I think Chris is on it because I, I run with Chris and and uh, I, I'm I breathe heavy a lot sooner than he's breathing heavy. I was but, gonna but, say I've never seen Chris <laughs> run a day in my life. But something in my heart told me anything a mile and above, 
Just let Chris and, do and, it. And, and Tim already <laughs> said, and Tim already said he hasn't won in years. So yeah, I can't. Well, he said seven mile. years. So Tim's Tim. I, I hate to say, but Tim, I think you're you're pulling up the rear in this one. <laughs> I also got the longest legs of the group, so I have I have the the uh, the physical advantage in this. My PR right. in the hundred meter is uh, eleven four. Okay, uh, when I was a uh, when I was a sophomore or junior, sophomore or junior, I didn't run my senior year, and then uh, my forty time was a four. I ran a four five forty, legit four five. All right, well, and, you know what? And I had and I had what's called game speed, which means when it's time to go on here, I'm I'm ready game to move. Game speed, <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean, I don't you know. Science, Sean, you got all the scientific facts. I I just ran. I don't know. <laughs> I, I never had a. I just, I just ran. I just oh, at this stage of my life, though, at, at this stage of my life, I would be afraid to run a fallout like short sprint when I'm blowing yeah. my Achilles. I would my tear, Achilles yeah. would be. <laughs> I would tear. It sounds like B Reigns was play. right. B Reigns said I got Porter, so we're gonna give it to to Sean. Sean, right Tim, now, he's if, the fastest if, sprinter. If Tim's head, if he won, his head would finish first. So <laughs> you said it. Not us. You said it. We got a lot of head games going on over here. <laughs> Polly, I got one for you from The Real Unclassified. And this person watches the shows because I've said if people say my name, their question's going to get in there. So The Real Unclassified said, going to say the name so my question gets asked, George Jakovic. Polly, some Italian kid came to my house to do an extermination. He claimed he gave you your first KO in the Golden Gloves. I think his name was John. He said, look it up. I did and found nothing. Paulie, did you get knocked out by some guy named John in the Golden Gloves? Nah, the, I only got stopped once in the amateurs. It was by Dolan Jimenez. It was in my eighth uh, amateur fight like, right at the end. I mean, I, I fell down. I fell. I went down pretty hard. It was. I took a good shot. And, uh, I mean, I rolled over and the rest stopped it. So I, I was. I didn't realize he stopped the fight. And I got, I got up thinking like I'm continuing, but... I guess the ref didn't like the way I went down. Um, the referee, um, uh, you know, he, you know, they played more safe in the amateurs, and it was very early in my amateur career. But that was the only time I got stopped. So no, I thought at first the question was that I stopped somebody named John. I don't remember that either. But no, this this guy claimed but definitely that. not. Nobody stopped me aside from that one time in the amateurs. I only had four amateur fights. All right. Well, John, if John, if you're watching, um, come on Pro Box and tell tell us how you supposedly knocked out Paulie in a. But that's a lot of a. That, that's you know that's the inner culture breeding too. There's a lot of support within your culture. I think everybody can attest this. And then there's a lot of hating within your culture too. So I mean, right. it's probably just one of these mutts who's you know trying to pull 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 stunt. All right, let's 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 back off, Paulie, because he's calling people mutts now. So we got one for Sean. Sean from from Hannibal Beats Twenty Four. I've been saying this for years. A great fight would have been Pacquiao versus Porter. Great fight, Sean. They probably sparred a lot, right? You guys, you and Pacquiao probably sparred a lot, right? Can't hear you, Sean. My apologies. I coughed and then uh, forgot. Um, yeah, I got brought in to spar with Manny before he fought Miguel Cotto. Um, and then I got brought back in when he fought Shane Mosley. And I got a call just a couple of days ago uh, about what I fight again. And then, of course, well, n n what about it? What if we could pull in Paulie Monon or uh, Paulie? What if we could pull in? Oh, um, oh, no don't include me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if we could pull in P Manny? And I was like, no, I'm done. You know, so I don't think that that's a fight. I don't, I just don't have, 
I don't have it to, I don't want to do it anymore. You know, <laughs> I think that it's hard for people to really connect to that, especially I'm 35 years old and people aren't used to you retiring this soon or this early or whatever the case may be in your career. But I just don't have interest in boxing in the ring. And the thing that people don't know about is how much it takes to get to fight night. And that's what I really don't want to go through. Everything that it takes to get to fight night. If I could just go in there and fight Manny in a, in a couple of weeks, absolutely. But to still be to in the come, same shape, but huh. to, exactly like to go out there and give everybody a piece of what I've given them year after year, fight after fight, I, that I cannot do. Make sure you download the app, click on the link in the description, become a part of these shows, comment on these shows, like the show. We take these comments, we make them part of fight. And don't forget, after this show, 8 o'clock, it is going down in Plant City. We got the Wednesday night fight series. Going to be a good one, guys. But 8 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern. 5 Pacific. There you go. Wednesday uh, night fight. Tobox TV. I have to say this, George. I just poured out my heart about fighting Manny Pacquiao, and then you just skip right over that and go to a promo. It's messed up, man. <laughs> I did because, you know, I mean, I think I – think, when I think about that fight, I think about you guys like 10 years ago, what kind of fight it would have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would have had to just sneak in the wild card gym, you would have seen it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But Chris, I, I got one for you uh, from Melting Spot 1064. Why didn't Chris complain to the ref for the dirty tactics from Khan? Could it become a different outcome of the fight? Point deductive for excessive holding. I was too busy trying to kick his ass. I don't, I don't, I don't, I never was a guy who kind of looked at the ref or anything. But does I, complaining I, I, really do anything? It can, it can. You can plant a lot of seeds with refs and I, you see that a lot actually before fights. You see a lot of times that um, teams will talk to the ref before him. You know, this guy holds a lot or this guy does this when he does that. It just, it just gets, it plants a seed in the mind. It's, it's a good psychological thing to do. And there are guys that, that do a really good job of, of getting the ref on their side by, finessing them and talking to them and we, we you know we've all we've all seen that so it definitely can can make a difference i was never that guy i never complained about low blows i never tried to react to low blows even if they hurt i didn't react i just wanted to fight um, let me disagree with you sean i mean uh chris let me let me disagree with you because sean we do a show called sparring session where i'm the ref and the judge and paulie and chris go out of they debate they go over five rounds it's a debate and i score it and let me tell you these two complain all they do <laughs> is com complain about how I score the fight. So they try and they they but but you know what it is, G. But you know what it is, G. There's no there's no machismo in 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 the debate. You know, there's machismo in actual combat, you know. So um I I I can agree and disagree with Chris because I, I think the complaining in the locker room sometimes plants a seed if you're a big enough name. But if you're not, the referee could care less, bro. I mean, yeah. I've gone in there, I've gone in the locker room, told the ref to watch specific things um when he came to my dressing room. We'll go to the fight. Those those actual specific things will happen, and the ref will do absolutely nothing about it, and not even notice it. So, so I, I, I always oh, Paulie, that was that was going to be my next point because I was fighting Amir Khan. I was the B side. He was they were getting him to fight Floyd Mayweather after me. So mm -hmm. Manny Manny beat me. He got Floyd. Then they were thinking Khan was thinking, well, if he can beat Chris, then he's going to get Floyd. Obviously, it didn't work out because most people thought he lost to me anyway. But he definitely wouldn't get <laughs> Mayweather fight after that. But um, but yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. It would have fell on deaf ears. I knew I had to knock him out to get a draw anyway. So I was I was just trying to fight. I didn't care about trying to argue with the referee. Um, I was way too in that fight 
to to be worried about what was going on. I mean, I, I, I was so in that fight. You could have hit me low. I wouldn't even realize it. I was I was just fighting. You know, I was because I knew I knew what it what it came to. Because if I went out there and tried to box with him, they would give him every round plus plus 20, ten rounds. So I knew I had to go out there and 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 really just get in his ass. So I didn't really have time to 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 talk. But during sparring sessions, I will say. Listen, I can't punch anybody in the face. This is it's a, it's a verbal battle. So I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna fight Bowley. I'm gonna fight everybody. Verbally, it's all verbal. So complaints, the complaints go right along with the with with, with what we do. It's with the all combat, verbal. yeah. Right about with the right, right, with the verbal combat. Yeah, Sean, it's it's like a weekly thing. It, it's complaining. <laughs> you know, it it's well. Yeah, I still unfortunately, you know, while I don't disagree with your refereeing tactics, your judging tactics sometimes can be questionable. So I think that we should actually let the the panel of judges in our audience in our comment section decide who actually wins these sparring sessions. Because I, I think I, that, lately, I think lately the judging's been great. As of I course, you Chris, is, Chris has won the last two, surprised. Sean. Chris has won surprised. the last two, so he thinks it's. He Why am I not surprised? Good. Do you do you score it like one round after another, or do you just yeah? Give and then it he randomly round? gives ten eights for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> that, was, that was one of the best performances of any <laughs> round that we've had. Oh come on, come on. Sean, <laughs> Sean, I, I like a little drama. I, I I tend to like it even going into the last round. It somehow works out to be almost almost every time it's even going into the last round. So so there you go. But Sean, I got one for you. Um, this is more of a comment that you can talk about, but from uh, Human Fan eight 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 nine, Sean is the dirtiest fighter I can think of. Versus Paulie was bad, but with Berto was just unreal. Ooh, that fight with Berto was was rough. Uh, literally the most physical fight I've been in had been in, and it really, if you look at how the fight ends, it it shows. Like I mean, I think that if you watch Eat Round by Round you'll see moments where it's like we both have a style a lot like myself and Tim that are very much the same kind of a go get them kind of style. And when you go to get somebody and they're coming to get you, you're the same height. The list goes on. Um, outside of head collisions, there's nothing dirty being done. Well, Paulie, I, my thing with Paulie was get off me so I can hit you. So yeah, there were forearms coming at Paulie. I was trying to throw Paulie, whatever I could do, but if it wasn't Paulie, it would have been somebody else, you know? Look at my fight going all the way back to Kale Brook. I was smothering myself. I was all up on Kale, just trying to get Kale round after round. That was my style, especially early on in my career. If you look at me after I fought uh, um, uh, uh, Berto, Berto, Andre Berto, you will see after that fight, we we I told my dad how physical that fight was. He could see that I was physically exhausted. He said, let's make adjustments no more wars nothing like that anymore let's try to be cleaner let's try to be more accurate and things like that you'll see you'll see there's a immediate switch and it was because we had experience with someone who had a style like mine i got to taste my own medicine for the sake of words and it was like i got to see a lot of what i was doing wrong because somebody else was doing those same things and it became a lot of head collisions but you don't see me throw low blows you don't see me throw punches behind the head you don't see me grab guys and throw them on the canvas repeatedly, anything like that. I dirt Being dirty was not a part of my mentality. I've had guys do things against me. And again, the question was, why didn't you use the ref? My, I've never been a complainer. So, But beyond that, my mentality is focused around winning. 
When you're focused on winning, you don't have time to uh, look at or focus on what, what somebody else is doing bad to you. It's all right. Let me go get them. Let me do what I have to do. You know? So when Chris says, man, I was all, I was completely into that fight. I know exactly what he means. I was so turned on to winning. I could not turn my mind to anything else that was going on because I wanted to win so badly. That's how it goes for us. You know? Yeah. There's a difference between rough and dirty. There's a, there's a total difference between that. I mean, there's a very fine line there, G. But at the same time, I also think when you, people don't realize this is a fight. And so at times, a lot of rules get broken in there due to the intensity. Um, it's two guys trying to hurt each other. There's a lot on the line. I think fights tend to be dirtier than the people at home realize, you know, and, and there's always subtle, dirty things that are happening. You're in the middle of combat, and, and that psychology in there is very, very intense, and it's almost... It's lonely, but it's also vicious. And there's a psychology that comes over you to know that it's kind of, I hate to say it, in that moment, you're kind of either killed or be killed, right? So it's like, it, 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 it's because that's the way you have to do it in order to prevent yourself from getting hurt. You have to have that mentality. Otherwise, you yourself could get hurt if you, if you kind of slack on that mentality. So I think when it comes to that, there's a physical, there's a psychology to that physicality Sean had as well. You know, I think, you know, when, when you got a guy roughing you up like that, you kind of start to mentally kind of be like, yo, what the hell is this? This is uncomfortable, you know? And and uh, I think that's where Sean, Sean's style really excelled was making people uncomfortable, you know? Um, because once a guy is uncomfortable psychologically, sometimes he, he there's an imbalance going on and he's not focusing on what he needs to do because now he's kind of trying to figure out how to get comfortable again, you know? So I, I and, and yes, it gets rough, it gets dirty in there, but it's like you know what it's, it, the ref's not really gonna help you, man. There's there's you're fighting for millions of dollars. You're fighting for millions of dollars. People pay for blood. People pay for action. You're not gonna get help, man. I, I understand that question. I sometimes wondered it myself until you get there to that level, and then you realize ah, I get it. I may not always like it, but I get it. I got I got a good side story about that fight, Sean. Um, that was at the Barclays Center. I was I was there actually backstage for that fight. But at the time, I was with Danny Jacobs Camp, and we were over at Snack, and we were preparing. I forgot which fight he was preparing for, but I remember a bunch of the Snack guys. They were talking about your fight with 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 Berto, and both you guys had trained with them, and they were like, "Man, we got Berto. Like he, you know, he does this, he does that." And I'm looking at them. I'm like. There is no way Berto's winning that fight. And they're like, no, no, no way. They're like, no way. Berto's definitely got this fight. He's got that uppercut. I'm like, man, I know boxing. I don't care who can jump higher or run farther or, or whatever. I'm telling you right now, I'm like, Sean is going to mug him. He is not going to have the opportunity to get off in that fight at all. Sean is going to mug him. That's exactly what happened. But the, the thing about Berto, as good as he was, he was in between styles a lot. You know, sometimes he would switch it up. He would either be, you know, he'd be here trying this stuff out. He's a really physical guy. And he needed that kind of bit of a reprieve, a little bit of space. And I knew you weren't going to give him that. So he never got a chance to get it off, get it cut off going. I remember these guys, they were all telling me, burr, burr. I'm like, man, trust me. <laughs> Sean, Sean's winning this fight, hands down. <laughs> yeah. We're going to keep this moving. We're going to get as many questions as we can because the show's called Social Corner. It's all about your questions. Download the app. Get your comments in. Like the show. I got one for the whole panel, actually including me, from Jackson Muay Thai. Question for the guys. What made you get into boxing in the first place? And George, what made you get into your line of work? So, um, Sean, what, what made you get into boxing? Um, the long story short, I'm five years old. My mom is 
taking me to stay the weekend with my dad, along with my brothers. And we come into the gym with Taco Bell. And we were doing that like every single weekend. It was Taco Bell or it was McDonald's. And my dad got pissed one day when we came in. He took the food. He said, no more food when you come to the gym. And he said, rule number one is you're not allowed to sit down. Rule number two, you got to start working out and doing your floor work. And so that's how it all started for me. I was four going on five. I wasn't even five years old yet. And um, you just fast forward. Of course, everybody knows I played football in high school, love football. Thing that I love most was also the thing that I hate the most. I love the camaraderie, 10 other guys, but I hated that you had to depend on 10 other guys to win a game. And I uh, came to my dad. I told him, I said, we know what we're going to do. I can't rely on 10 other guys anymore. You know, and I explained to my dad that I wanted to turn pro, and he was like, all right, and here we are. Polly. I got kicked out of high school. I kicked out of my mom's house. I got kicked out of high school. I uh, lived with my grandparents. That's shocking. I can't believe they that. Know, no way. They didn't know what they didn't know. I, I mean, to this day, I don't even have a, a equivalency diploma. It was just like my grandfather was like, yo, I don't know what to do with this kid. Um, I can't get I mean, I had been kicked out of my grandparents' house several different times as well while I was living with them, but they always at least took me back. Uh, because I, I would end up having to sleep, you know, at their friends' houses and stuff like that. But my grandfather was like, yo, um, you know, uh, take take told my uncle to take him take me to the gym uh at first uh my, my uncle's actually the one that uh um uh, you know he uh advised it and my grandfather was kind of apprehensive at first but then he's like i just take him in i was like i don't know what to do with this kid and then um i kind of straightened out little by little you know it was uh, it was uh something that i liked it was the first time i liked something in my life to the point where i was willing to be disciplined for it um because mm -hmm. everything else i didn't care if i at that point i didn't care if i lost anything you know there was nothing worth valuable to me enough to lose it to where oh, i gotta behave or else i might this might get taken away from me well finally when i found boxing i, I just had this it just gripped me the bug just gripped me and um i didn't want to lose it so i you know i started to behave a little bit but i did get thrown out of my grandparents house a couple more times after i started boxing but little by little i you know, uh, you know, they kept giving me chances, and I, uh, I got back, and uh, eventually, I was able to support myself on boxing. So that was it. Chris, mine's easy. I mean, it was the first sport I ever remember watching. You know, my uh, my mother was born in Argentina. She moved to this country. She was about fourteen years old, and uh, I grew up with her parents, my grandparents, and you know, Tito Carli, you know, Car Carlito. His his favorite sport was soccer and boxing. And whenever boxing was on TV, we watched it. I remember sitting on his lap. He was my hero, and he he's, he would speak so highly about champions. So my heroes' heroes were boxers. So for me, it was just a, it was just a matter of time before I could be literally living my dream is what I'm what what, what I was able to do as as a, being a boxer because that's all I ever really wanted to be and all, only thing I really wanted to do. Yeah, my my short story. I, I boxed briefly when I was a kid at the YMCA in my town at a program. They shut it down, but every weekend I watched boxing. Um, I grew up on HBO and I loved the, the stories that they did. I, I read every boxing book I could. And um, I, I wanted to, I, I ended up working at, H, at HBO and, and traveled the world and told fighter stories. And guess what? I'm talking to champions right now. So I'm doing exactly what I want to do. And guess what? Tonight, all these fans watching now, after this show, you're going to be watching Pro Box TV because we got the Wednesday night fight series. We got a great card, good fighters in great fights. We got time for a couple of more questions, though. Um, this is another one for the panel. Uh, start with you, Chris. From Sites Quay, which boxer do you regret not fighting? Oh, man, I got a whole list of guys. But, <laughs> Just um... give me one. For, for time purposes, <laughs> give me one. Uh, shoot. 
I mean, it's easy to say Floyd because I was thinking I was going to beat Pacquiao and then get the Floyd fight. Obviously, that didn't work out that way. But um, uh, yeah, no, maybe Floyd, man. I, 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 I would love to have experienced being in the ring because I got to be with Pacquiao. If I would have been able to get in the ring with both Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather, I think that would have been uh, something that, you know, to really compare and to get, get a different feel of, of two of the best guys who've ever done it. Because I, I hold Pacquiao very, very high, very, very highly um, in terms of just just and our generation historically, whatever. So to be able to share the ring with, with both of those guys, I think would have been, uh, would have been really cool. How about you, Paul? I don't know. I never really think about that. Um, probably Floyd, I guess would have been nice to get the payday. Um, there were moments in my career where, you know, it was, was talked about. There were moments when I was at a, at a high point, you know, um, but I don't know, just one reason or another didn't work out. You know, it's, you know, life is timing, you know, um, mm -hmm. I think about it like Victor Ortiz was champion for like four months, but he got a Floyd fight. You know, I was world champion two times. I, you know, the Floyd fight kind of circumvented me a little bit. It was talked about. It was my team was called up about it. You know, we were we were being considered at various points, but then um, you know one thing or another, uh, you know, uh, it, it fell out. I also was inconsistent. You know, I'd, I'd randomly go and get beat. Of course, you know, I had to like actually try to earn the Floyd fight. You know. Uh, uh, in the in that regard, and uh, you know, I was constantly a, a, a B side most of the time, so I had to keep trying to upset the apple cart. So eventually, you, you get put in that situation enough times, somebody knocks you off, and then you're back at the bottom of the pit, pit trying to work your way back to that Floyd fight. I I worked my way into consideration for it a couple of times, but uh, it didn't work out. But probably the Floyd it, fight, you know, again, same reason for Chris. Chris, the the experience, the uh, the the whole big app fight atmosphere. That's it. Otherwise, yeah, I'm not really think about it. Yeah, one one thing I forgot because again, like I said, back to the Amir Khan situation. Because Amir Khan was fighting me to get the Floyd fight, I was thinking I beat Khan, I'm gonna get the Floyd fight. Kind of the way I got the Ruslan fight because I was fighting a guy who's supposed to get the Ruslan fight, I beat him, so I got the fight. So I was kind of thinking meritocracy was a real thing in boxing. Then if, if I were to beat Khan, so that was that was another reason why that fight burned burned my ass so much when when it didn't go my way. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that's yeah. So for me, I mean, it was just it was just that that Floyd fight it wasn't I don't I don't really think about it a lot you know it's not something I think about Sean what about you what do you think you know what's up? yeah no I I fought everybody so there's nobody that's <laughs> I regret Floyd, fighting huh? or anything like that yeah I mean um I don't the 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 consensus for me was told I was told multiple times you'll never get the Floyd fight I was told that so many times that I literally just let it go there's one fight I will never have it was Floyd. That's how I was Yeah, it was like I was told that I wouldn't have Floyd. And so, you know, it was go get everybody else, you know. All right. Well, there you go. We got a we got another one here. This is an interesting one from Ren Rodriguez, 8909. Rolly Romero versus Ricardo Mayorga. <laughs> Chris. Oh, I mean they're, they're they're very very different weight classes. Rolly is a 35 pounder and recently moved up to 40. Uh, Mayorga was a 47 pounder and moved up to 54 and then 60. So, I mean, if we're doing uh, thought experiments and hypotheticals, um, I think Mayorga was a different level uh, of fighter in terms of uh, – he was a lot better than people gave him credit for. He fought all the top guys. Um, and he beat Vernon Forrest twice. Like, that, Vernon Forrest is excellent, really, really excellent. Um, and, and Roly is very young in his career, very early in his career, but he doesn't have any standout wins that go anywhere near a Vernon Forrest. So uh, I, I got my argument all day. Yeah, I think the question is 
people really asking is crazy versus crazy. Who's crazier? Exactly. <laughs> Who's crazier? <laughs> I, I even in, in that respect, I think it's still Ricardo Mayorga. I agree. Uh, but again, like like Chris said, you take away <laughs> you take away crazy, and you just even if you compare their 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 experience. Um, Roley does not have the kind of experience as a pro in his position that a lot of fighters have once they get in his position. His crazy, his antics, both out of the ring, and we—I can't discredit him. I mean, he—he was—he was knocking people straight inside of the ring, which is how he ultimately got the fight with Tank, and you know, still has a relatively big name at this point. Um, for again, for his level, but yeah, I think crazy versus crazy. That's Marga. I think experience, and the list goes on. Marga would beat uh, Roly Romero. If they were the same size, I'm gonna disagree with you guys. I think Marga relied a lot on his craziness getting in your head. I think Vernon Forrest honestly was a little bit scared of Marga. Marga was so crazy that there was a little bit of Vernon that was like unsure about this untapped, unhinged guy, <laughs> and I think it got in his head, you know. Uh, because when you weren't scared of Mayorga, you know, Corey Spinks, uh, Mosley, and, you know, those guys, I mean, they, they you know, it, it wasn't really a problem. Because I, I don't think Mayorga had enough in his repertoire. He just relied a lot on crazy, and he had some good power. And but power, then again, yeah. Roley has some good power, and I think Roley's boxing is a bit more consistent than, than Mayorga. So I don't would have been an interesting promotion, you know, but um, I think uh, if Mayorga couldn't get in your head, I don't know that he... Uh, that he could have success. And I, and I, and I'm not saying he wouldn't get him Rolly said, because Rolly answers everything, you know, you throw at him, right. As far as the verbal jabs, but so it might get him Rolly said, but, I, but I, what I'm talking about getting in your head is the intimidation factor. I don't think Rolly would be scared of my old guy. I just think it was like, it would be crazy versus crazy. Um, but again, this is just assuming they were the same size. Cause uh, if, if Rolly's moving up to welterweight and the naturally bigger, my is taking him on. Then of course you give my more advantage because my was a strong guy. All right. Well, I got one last comment, and then we're going to talk about the fights a little bit tonight. This is a very nice comment towards everyone from Guerrilla Nation 1862. Said Pro Box is the truth, the only boxing platform worth watching and listening to. These these guys are great. Love the whole team, but there's more. Paulie is pure New York. Love his passion. I'm sure people mistake Paulie's passion at times for arguing, being upset, but that's not the case. I understand because I'm the same way. Chris is one of the most coolest, level-headed guys out there. The balance between these two is great. And there's more. George, what can I say? He is the perfect moderator. He is the icing on the cake. I could easily be friends with these guys. Keep up the great work. I, so wonder, what, I wonder what that guy's comment got picked. Hmm. <laughs> I thought it was very nice towards everybody. He shouted a few people out, but it was very nice towards everyone. But listen, we got some fights tonight. Plant City. We got a great card. The co-main is Justin Pardo and Jerry Perez. The main event is Guido Schramm versus Johan Gonzalez. Sean, you have to watch these fights, man. You got you got to start watching these Wednesday night fights. Chris and Polly call them. Chris, we got some good ones tonight. We always have good ones. We've been we're the most consistent. You know, we're the only weekday show, but we're the most consistent guys out there in terms of putting on competitive fights. Uh, and that's 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 what we're all about. And this tonight's no different. So I always say I, I say it on air. I sound like a broken record. If you're not watching us on every other Wednesday, what are you doing? We got great fights every other Wednesday night. No one else is doing it like us. You got to be tuned in because you, you're missing you're missing a ton of action. And you got me and Paulie yelling back and forth about how much fun we're having. So it's good stuff. And Goldberg saying it's all over. It's so crazy to hear him in my ear while right next to me. I'm like, is that Mike Goldberg? Oh, yeah, it's right next to me. It's Mike. Goldie. 
Hey, Sean, um, I did this with Tim, but but tell me why people should download the app, why they should become part of the ProBox TV family, why they should like the shows, why should they comment on the shows? Sean Porter, Showtime Sean Porter, why should people join ProBox and subscribe? I'm not doing anything Tim Bradley does, okay? But see, I asked that so you could one-up him. <laughs> why do you, why do you watch... Why do you watch ProBox TV? Why do you download the app? Why do you follow and tell other people about it? You love this sport of boxing. You don't have an opportunity to see this kind of knowledge just spread around a screen very often. That's why you watch ProBox TV because it's like you get the best of every world of boxing in 30 minutes, 60 minutes. If you're watching the clips on, on social media, you're getting those clips. You want to see these clips. You want to see the show because this is the best that boxing has to offer. The English version, I remind you, is the best version of this is the best that boxing can offer when, when it comes to watching the fights and then listening about and hearing about what you saw or what you're going to see. There's nothing better than what you have right here, right now. I don't know where Tim's at, but he ain't here. So that's why this is the best. This right here, Wednesday. That's why this is the best. That's what we've been saying. ProBox TV, download the app, subscribe, comment, and make sure you keep those comments coming in because this show, again, is built around your comments. They're not made up. I'm not sub submitting the comments with my name in it. I promise you, the people are doing this. The fans are doing this. And if you say, remember the bonus, you say my name, your comment will get in the show. So guys, thank you. Social Corner and stick around tonight, eight o'clock East Coast time. Wednesday Night Fight Series Pro Box TV. Don't miss it tonight. Pro Box TV is your boxing channel. And if you like Pro Boxing and you like Pro Box TV, tell your friend to tell your friend to tell your friend to tell their mama, like Sean said, because their mama's going <laughs> to tell everybody. And we have to surpass <laughs> the Spanish team for subscriptions. If you're a good friend, you tell your friends to subscribe to Pro Box TV. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.